It started with me waking up to a deep-throated chuckling. Having been one of my later experiences of sleep paralysis, I knew immediately what it was. I resigned myself to another sleepless, creepy night when the door opened. A man stepped through in a mask as red as blood. The mask itself was demonic in nature, with big under fangs like a boar's with unnatural, outlandish twists and turns in the cheeks and a deep-set wrinkled brow. But the worst part were the eyes. His violet serpentine eyes bulged out through the mask. They looked like they were about to pop. He was wearing a rich-colored brown robe with a hood pulled up covering the rest of his head, drawing all attention to the mask and those dreadful eyes. He pulled a squirming burlap sack behind him, and he stopped when he got to the foot of my bed. He stared at me for a long moment and then reached inside the bed. One by one, he pulled out everyone I'd ever loved, cared about, or considered a friend. Each time he pulled them out, he positioned them, so I was looking directly into their eyes, and he took his hand, a gnarled, bony thing, with its skin drawn so tight it looked as if he had none at all and he drew his long, sharp nail across their throats, spilling torrents of blood at my feet. I had to watch the life drain out of the eyes of everyone I'd ever truly known, and deep in those eyes I could see terror mixing with pity in each and every one of them. And only after his bag was empty did he let it drop, and began walking around my bed. He stopped as he towered over me, leaning down and reached to me, and gently stroked my face with his blood-stained nail. With his other hand, he slowly reached and pulled off his mask. I cannot honestly put into words what I saw beneath that mask. It was an ever-changing face of horror. It twisted and squirmed and never remained still for long, with each facial reconstruction being more terrifying than the last. As I looked into his violet serpentine eyes, he spoke to me. I still remember the words well enough to quote them verbatim. But as they profoundly disturbing and personal in nature, I don't care to repeat them to anyone. But the last thing he said was, Enjoy the time you have left, because soon your life will be mine and your soul as well. And as he said this, his face finally settled into a single form. The face that was looking back at me was my own. Today we'll be discussing the creepy as all get out phenomenon of sleep paralysis, and that is Freaky Deaky. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. It feels like it's been quite some time since we sat down to record. It's good to get back at it. A little little fresh atmosphere around us. Really draw us in. Yeah, Scott's been working hard getting a studio set up going on. And slowly but surely, we're getting there. Pretty dope. It's nice. Yeah, I wanted to surprise you guys with it. I'm like, you guys are going to be... You're used to this disgusting-looking garage. But then, you know... Uh, during your last hitch, Heather came over. She helped me paint all the walls, get everything turned white. And then from there, it's really just like, how are we going to turn this into 
a dope-ass recording studio for the dopest podcast the world has ever known. But when I reached out to Joe Rogan, he denied me, said that he had a studio and he was not in need of a new one. So I said, oh, I guess it'll work for us too. Yeah, it's definitely, if anyone's seen my picture on Instagram of our door, if you're wondering if it looks as cool as the door, it looks cooler. So Scott yeah. did a really great job. Yeah, I'm excited. You- youth grilled as werewolf suspect. Yeah. And, you know, we'll we'll post some pictures of the, the studio when it's completed. There's still a couple things yeah. that we got to take care of. But just know that the overall vibe is... It's freaky. It is. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really great. And like we said, we'll get pictures as we go. But starting out, you know, we're trying to get there with what we can do now. It'll look it'll look dope. The more I, we grow I, I the podcast, the yeah. more we can do to this. And So tell your friends. Yeah. And Listen if you to don't, us. then I'll have a really dope room that I can do nothing in. Except for hang out and chill. And read. And read, apparently. Yeah. Read the walls, yeah. The walls speak to me. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to be discussing sleep paralysis. And this is an interesting topic because this is leading into what will be our inaugural guest. The yep, first we're going to have our first guest. Yeah, in studio, no, no less. Uh, essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about sleep paralysis, talk about the phenomenon itself. Um, read a few stories and just kind of discuss. And then in part two next week, what you're going to find is our friend Will, Heather's friend Will, yep. I'll get to know him, is coming in to speak about some of his sleep paralysis experiences. And we're going to try to convince Christian that it's real and not just the idea of sleep paralysis, but demons from the end. No, probably not demons from the end, but creepy, creepy as shit, no doubt. So. And it's going to be great because I haven't heard Will's stories either. I've known him for 10 years now. Uh, great guy. We met him through the military when my husband was in the Air Force. And um, I can't you know, speak on what he's seen, but I will tell you, it's terrifying to him. So whatever that he's experienced, it'll be interesting to hear. And I'm excited about it. And he's got a thick Alabama accent, super fun guy to talk to and listen to. So stay tuned as we have you know, Mr. Bama himself, Will Smith, come on. Yeah, so can I tease prints. him about his football team? You can. I mean, he's a hardcore Bama fan. And you said he's like 6'3 and pretty stocky? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be teasing him about shit. I'm going to listen to what he says, and I'll be like, all right, sounds good. Yeah, and he also, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy, he's so loyal to his team, he wanted to middle name his son Saban. So Ooh. he 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 is very, very passionate about Alabama. So cool guy. So uh, yeah, uh, Heather, why, why don't you take us into some of the, the the little facts about sleep paralysis before we get into the stories here? So sleep paralysis uh, is a temporary inability to move or speak while following asleep. Shit. Okay. You, you, you took I all your to energy on the cold I open. I did, now it's like, man. All right, breathe. You'll be all right. I'm gonna start with the first. I feel like the definition, then go in it. I should have bulleted those better. But so right off the bat, uh, the definition nightmare. Late 13C, Middle English, denoting an evil spirit thought to lie upon and suffocate sleepers from night plus Old English mare, incubus. So interesting. Sleep paralysis is a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon waking. I don't know why I had this Gatorade right now. You just right had to now. open that Gatorade right <laughs> but now. I was, like, I was like, I can be quiet. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Nail this reading, Heather, <laughs> but now I'm going to open a Gatorade in the middle of it. Hold it together. Like, what is... <laughs> I was like, do I hear that? Yeah, you know what's weird is I didn't hear it at all. Like, I was like, oh, this is working. And I saw your face. I'm like, never mind. It must, it must not be. <laughs> Next, let's open a bag of chips. All right. Sleep paralysis most often occurs in people who have narcolepsy or sleep apnea, but can affect anyone. More than 3 million U.S. cases a year. Episodes usually last one to two minutes, involve not being able to speak or move while sleeping, and often frightening. 
Early signs are typically tingling or heavy feeling. People have mentioned TV or white noise can sometimes help prevent it. Often seen phenomena along with sleep paralysis are the notorious hat man and shadow people. So, interesting. Uh, the definition of a shadow person. A uh, shadow person is perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure and interpreted as the presence of a spirit or other entity by believers in the paranormal or supernatural. Or otherwise spoken as true fact, it's a real entity. Boom. You know, I was just looking at that. That is one of the best Wikipedia definitions I've ever seen because it, it basically says it's the perception like everything was right about this statement yeah because it, but it's also not actual fact true if that makes sense the it, shadow person yeah. is the perception of a patch of shadow as a living humanoid figure yeah and in and, and interpreted as the presence of a spirit or other entity by believers in the paranormal or supernatural that's like it's not offending anyone Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is just what it is. Like, oh, that's right. And then it's like, oh, that's right. I, kumbaya. This is in 2021. Yes. Yeah, so are you saying that you went on Wikipedia and changed that before we started recording? If I did, that's what just I the word wrote. perception, probably. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Perception. So tales of things that go bump in the night are often met with skepticism. But one nightmarish figure keeps cropping up in the reports from all around the world. Numerous people claim to have woken in the dark to find a shadowy figure dubbed the hat man looking over them. The phenomenon has attracted widespread attention, inspiring documentaries on the subject and the launch of dedicated blog, The Hat Man Project, where people can share their experiences. Some experts say the idea of the hat man may be subconscious reworkings of figures from popular culture, including popular horror films in recent times. Example, Freddy Krueger. Interesting. Yeah, oh. that is a, an interesting approach. And I did find that really interesting with, you know, just reading all the different stories. And like I said, that's one of the biggest phenomena that's mentioned with sleep paralysis. So how can everyone keep seeing the same thing? Yeah. I mean, it's not like everyone's going to hang out and discuss what they slept and dreamt about. So sure. I don't know. And if they are, I want to get in on that. And I feel like the more things. you're seeing the same thing come out, I mean, I find it more believable where some people say, that it's, no, it's just yeah. folklore and people are spinning it out. I mean, true. Yeah. I think when you see it coming about so much, it's, like that is the natural process of the brain working. Mm. And maybe that's the question is, is Hatman real or not? Maybe it's a question of why is your brain dealing with this subject in an archetypal way Yeah, to where it, it's like everybody's doing it. It's part of everybody's brain process. Similar to like machine elves with DMT and stuff, right? Like, yeah, you, like, yeah, you see the same thing. Like it's a natural phenomenon of the brain. But I think we're going back to... Believing things into existence. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are we producing? Yeah. At some point, we are believing things into existence because we are making new myths based on know. stuff like that. Hatman is not a thing. And then all of a sudden it is. And everybody understands Hatman mm. like it's always been there. So on some level, that archetypal being has always been a process in is, our survival. Do you think it's possible that maybe we are currently in the, you know, age of the internet? And so is it possible that Hatman has been around forever, but it's only in a time now when it when the stories can be shared and if someone reads something that they're like, "Wait, that happened to me too. I saw that." And then so it seems like it came out of nowhere, but in reality it's something that's been happening, but has only had the access of getting out to the people as of right now in this age. You know, like 
like people are maybe more comfortable talking about it because they know they're not alone. Exactly. Just like like it doesn't have to be something we made up with our minds. I think the hat man is something that is made up because it's mm-hmm. it's really that story's been there. A story similar to that. Yeah. Of a different being of seeing something for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's the hat man. So there's always been that story through human history that is similar to that. Why does it keep reoccurring? Why is this important that we're dealing with something for thousands of years? I don't know. I, growing up, I've always had a very imaginative brain. Uh, had a lot of nightmares when I was younger. I yeah. don't now as an adult. I'm lucky. But my fear as I've been reading up on different phenomena and trying to get into this genre, if you will, I'm always like, I wonder when I'm going to start hearing things or seeing things or, you know, start freaking myself out. And I don't. So that's where I have a hard time, the whole believing things into existence. You know, crawlers is terrifying. I'm waiting, you know, as we talk (laughs) about that, have an episode like tonight, am I going to have some creepy nightmare? I have not. It's weird. I've had less nightmares and stuff and actually sleeping more sound since we've started this podcast. So because you're dealing and and you're processing the inner demons that humans always process yeah in a and some of that is like not repressing it which is what humans especially western humans right now have been doing for a long time is repressing some of these inner workings of your brain that you can connect back to ancient times to maybe you know biblical times where it's it's a natural process and if anything podcasting is just not just with us, but in general, has opened the like the doors to everything. So everybody has this potential to have like this journey that is almost spiritual because you have such greater access to ideas and experiences of your fellow man. That it's not just connecting to your your local tribe. You're able to connect to every tribe right now and see the similarities. But then the like the basics of humans are very tribal and protective. So it's like we have to learn a new way of thinking through some of these processes that have always been a part of us. They just keep reoccurring. Yeah. And I might have done a tangent, but. Um, there was bits and pieces that could be applied. Overall, like there was it, there was a direct path to that point. You just took some little, you know, but overall. The, came yeah, back around. You brought overall, it back it in. Was still, yeah. yeah, about the topic. So okay. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually experienced sleep paralysis. I've experienced a lot of random things like shadow people and whatnot, but I've never had an instance of not being able to move and not like I, that feels terrifying. I actually terrifying. believe that by by you seeing shadow people, you probably have experienced sleep paralysis. Well, we can't call it paralysis because I've moved every time. I was going to say not to interject in, but uh, every story I've heard of Scott, he's gotten up out of his bed. He's done yeah. something where like. <laughs> From just what I've heard from Will, it's terrifying. He literally can't move. He is stuck in that position until his wife, like Amanda, she'll wake up to him like laying there and murmuring and having to wake him up out of that. And he's like, I've been awake for a long time trying to get out, like you to wake up. So I I feel like if you've had it, you would really know because you'd remember that fear. Brain process, though. It's there's just one is disconnected to your body, Uh but to see those things, they're they're either there. Or that's your mind putting them there. Yeah. And either way, there's something, there's a meaning there. Well, I think, I think that is that both of those are possible. But I, and I believe this story that I'm about to get into right now will show you that there's an alternate side of that, that, that it doesn't have to just be your brain. Like, what if this is actual entities that maybe I, I can't speak on the, uh, 
you know, malevolence of anything that I haven't experienced personally. But a lot of the stories tend to be pretty freaky, you know, so it feels evil in nature. And as you'll see in the story I'm about to go into right now, there's a physical side to it, too, that isn't it doesn't happen in every story, but it happens in enough to to bring attention to it, you know. So, um, yeah, I'll get into this this story right now and then we'll, we'll get your opinion on that. We'll see if uh, if maybe that, that sheds some light on the possibility that it is actual physical things you're going through. I almost only have them when I sleep on my back during the night. So the most terrifying time was when I slept on my chest during the daylight hours on my couch in the living room. I thought that it was a coward that only came in the dark of the night, but it came back to prove me wrong. Every single incident was at night except this one. My wife and I were arguing on the way home from church and she took the kids to her mother's for the day so we could both calm down. I chose to take a nap lying on my chest with my head turned to the left away from the sunlight from my living room windows. I awoke around 2 p.m. unable to move, only this time I felt that my right leg was slightly elevated. Each of my experiences beforehand were different in that I was being held down and choked by a dark silhouette. I would try to yell, but nothing would come out. I would panic and begin to pray, and then it would let me go and leave. This time, though, it dragged me off the couch and was yanking me violently with my face down in broad daylight where I could not see. I truly thought that this thing was finally going to kill me. I'm a 33-year-old man in good health who isn't scared easily, but in that moment, I thought I would never see my children again. I prayed that God would protect me, and he did. A veil of darkness lifted from the room from where I was on the floor. I could see the sunlight from the window shift forward several inches. There was a handprint on my ankle from where it grabbed me and dragged me. It had five fingers like the hands of a man. I had a large terrier mix at the time, and he was clawing at the back door and growling like I had never heard him do before. I led him in the house and he was snarling and baring his teeth running from room to room chasing something that I could not see, but had heavy footprints on my wooden floor. I watched my dog chase after this thing to the corner of my yard and it wasn't until he came back that I realized my dog almost clawed halfway through a two inch thick wooden door trying to get in to protect me. I blessed my home with oil that same day and I haven't had trouble since. That was in 2012. My dog passed a year later of old age but I got my girls a Rhodesian Ridgeback named Jax, and he sleeps in their room every night. I'd rather he be there with them if this thing ever returns. So that's an interesting one. I like those ones. And the thing about this story in particular that kind of grabbed me was it reminded me a lot of that. Do you guys remember? I think it was on the Halloween episode I told you guys about me falling asleep broad daylight in my living room on the couch and having a dream that the shadow person was choking me out, waking up, not being able to breathe. Like when I read this story, it put me right back. That's what I visualized was that living room that I was in. I was like, damn, that's kind of, it's kind of freaky. And it's a physical thing. Like where you look afterwards, you're like, oh shit, there's a handprint around my ankle. You know, like not every story, but some of them are physical. I once had a dream that a shark bit my arm off. It would stress me out. So I woke myself up and my, I'd been sleeping on my arm and it felt (laughs) completely numb. Nice. I just thought it was funny. You said, uh. What grabbed me about this story? Yeah. I was like, what? When it grabbed him? But, um, that's what grabbed me. That is, yeah, literally. When it's a physical, like he said, it pulled him off the couch. Okay. How do you wake up from a nap personally? Like if I woke up on the floor even and like had that nightmare, I would, I believe that's what it was. I Make wouldn't sit here and be like, man, I pulled myself off the couch again. Yeah. Dang it. Like aside I, from like that falling feeling, like you ever yeah. fall asleep when you feel like you're falling off a building and, you and then you jolt. Out, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, that's the weirdest that's happened. What grabbed me about that story classic, was the very beginning when the guy said he couldn't sleep on his back. 
because this happened when he slept on his back. Mm-hmm. And I used to have like crazy dreams and flying dreams and falling dreams when I was young and I slept on my back. So now I can't sleep on my back at all. So I like, there's just, it's impossible because there, there's a, I just can't relax enough. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's different sleep positions, how your body, you know, relaxing, if you're just getting put in a deeper like REM. So that's why you had more nightmares and stuff like that when you were on your back. Because even my husband's got two bad shoulders. Mm -hmm. So he said surgery on one needs to get it on the other. So right now he was like always alternating between sides waking up. So he decided to just try and sleep on his back. And he's been saying, he's like, wow, I've been really like feeling in a deeper sleep, more rested, doing it. It took him a while. So I just find that interesting. Like, You guys know why I don't sleep on my back? Just can't stare at the door. Just because of these stories. Like I've read so many of these stories and every time I'm about to fall asleep on my back, I'm like, oh shit, I have to, I have to sleep on my sides or my stomach. I cannot do that. It's astral projection. That would also be, yeah. But that would be more entertaining or more fun than, you know, seeing shadow people and demons and whatnot. So what if it's just your, your mental state yeah. makes you see certain things? Well, you've like, known me for a few years. Like what part of my mental state seems like it would come up with something good? It's like it's called anxiety will create monsters for you every time. If you're anxious, monsters will be created. I, uh, like I said, grew up with a really imaginative mind. And I don't like from when I was a little kid, I had to, my bed had to be against the wall. My closet door had to be shut. And I slept with my back against the wall so I could face my bedroom door. Because in my mind, if something was going to come in my room, I could see it coming. And yeah. I was protected from the back. Exactly. I yeah. never remember having nightmares or having these like recurrent things where I thought I actually really physically saw something that wasn't like what? a normal nightmare. And so, and I have anxiety. So if you're thinking it's like anxious people have more nightmares, like I've never had an experience to anything that like Scott can talk yeah. about. And I mean, when I talk to Scott, you can see like the conviction. I can tell he's not like trying to BS me. Yeah. Like you believe it was something, not yeah. just a, a dream. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, it just feels more than that. Like when you're going through it, when you actually see it, you're like, there's something physical about this. Because I mean, there, we've all there had There is those something there, though. Yeah. I mean, me being skeptical, there is something going on. It's, yeah. And it's important in the process, whether it comes from an anxious place where you see shadow people or experience sleep paralysis. There's an important process that's going on, and your mind sees what you kind of make it see, or you are able to see certain things because you let your mind see differently than normal, if that makes any sense. I think it's... it's so it's a, like I'm controlling the way that this out, this the outcome is. I think you have control, but because you're scaring the crap out of yourself, you're not really Constantly, in control yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. at that point. Yeah. I think there's the potential like where you'll come to a place where even if it's scary, you'll have it under control because mm. that's just where you're going to go because of experience and practice. And but I mean, it also hasn't happened a lot as an adult. Like there was, I lived in Vegas for six years. I had maybe four or five like experiences there. And then I've lived out here for what, four years now, roughly three or four years. Um, and I've had two or three, but like as a kid in the, in the house that I grew up in, I had, it was almost a weekly occurrence, like so I, much so that I forgot half of them. I think um, I would say that some of that's natural. Like every, it's the way your mind works as a child. You're, it's more magical. You're more open. The world hasn't like made you conform yet. Yeah. 
Um, so you're able to just experience it differently as a child, maybe more often because you're open to it. Yeah. But later on, when the real world starts beating down on you, that magical aspect goes away and becomes less prevalent. Mm-hmm. And while it still is important, you get to experience it less because you don't see the magical anymore. And whether it's scary magic or, or not, when you're able to see shadow people or experience something like sleep paralysis, that's a magical way of thinking that adults in the modern world struggle, struggle with. Yeah. And it's condemned in some ways. Like, so I don't think it helps with whether there, it exists or not, but it's, I think it's a normal thing that we're supposed to do. Hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It's part of our process. Can I take that in a weird direction for a couple minutes? Always. You, you guys cool? Like always. Because it, it's not really pertaining with to, it, so. to sleep paralysis, but it adds on to the weirdness that is my life. Like you say that, uh, like, and I understand that these things are maybe more common for children, right? Like maybe their eyes are open or whatever you want to say, imaginative or whatever. Um, so they tend to see it a lot more. But there's stuff that maybe I don't see things as often, but there's stuff in my life that still is active 100% every single day. And that's like, like I've always told people that I can see the future, but I can see the future like 25, 30 seconds from now. Like I can't see anything that is long term. It's always, it always comes to me in like a random thought, and it, but it's a sure thought and a confident thought like this is going to happen. And it always happens. Like example, um, Wednesday is our trash day. And so I put the trash can out and we just got a ring doorbell. And so every time like there's motion, it's like there's motion. And then I check it. And most of the time it's trying to leaving for work or something like that. And I watched her get in her car and drive knowing that she was going to back up and hit the trash can. Knowing I've never seen her leave for work once. Not one time. Not on trash day. Never. And as soon as I opened that and I saw her get in her car, I'm like, she's going to run into that trash can. And what did she do? I was like, no, there's no way. She probably does this every week. And she backed up and I watched her slowly like move, move, move. Nope. Still hit the trash can. It fell right over. And I was like, damn, that's weird. And I know that. And then I know who's texting me before I actually look at the message or look at my phone. I know who's calling me before they call me. Like I know random things that are going to happen that have absolutely nothing to do with anything crazy or out there. It's just a sense. And it's like I can pick it up. So when I get the sense that there's evil around or there's something off about the area that I'm in or the building I'm in or whatever, like, what is that then? It can't just be, if it's actually something that's happening, why would I trust some of them and not trust all of them? You know, like, so is that an energy thing? Is that a me? I can't make it up unless I'm creating the universe. Like, it's weird. You're in tune with something at that time. Hmm. Like, and I think that's, Oh, also a form of magical thinking is that there is a connection, a connection that we all feel all the time in our world, especially the Western world, the United States. That connection isn't really what we are trying to. That's just not part of our society. So we fight hard against it or we have. Mm. But there are connections that are too specific like yours to be a coincidence. It's it's. There is something you're picking up on where you can connect the dots. Yeah. And that's a real phenomenon. We just can't understand it yet. Yeah. But there is a connection. And at times, if you can pick up on, and on those connections, you're going to see things that or feel things that maybe you normally wouldn't yeah. because it's just not the way the society works. But it's also it's happened in a few very like prevalent moments in my life too like there's there's random things where you're like oh this is but most of the time that it happens it comes to me as a thought of 
what if this happens? Like, it's almost like an anxiety thing. And then I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I could. And then it'll happen like 10 seconds later. And it's like there was a couple noteworthy experiences in Vegas. One, it was pouring rain and I was getting on an on-ramp or on my way to get on an on-ramp. The thought just popped into my head just right there in the back was like, what if you like fishtail when you're getting on this on-ramp? What if it's slippery? I was like, oh, that'd be bad. And so I was a little more careful going up that on-ramp. And I did fishtail on that on-ramp. Never fishtailed anywhere else in my life but that one moment. And then I got held up outside of a Dottie's. Well, anyone that's from around Vegas knows what that is. And it was by three dudes. And I knew as they started walking towards me exactly I was going to go down. And they were going to pull a gun. And he pulled a gun. I grabbed him. I threw him against a car that was nearby. And I took off because he dropped his gun. Like, what is that? Like, how, how do I know just things that are going to happen without it being some kind of like out there crazy? Because there's no way to, to calculate these moments. There's no way to know for sure. Like to figure it out, like, ah, oh, it was all math. This is the probabilities is that like they're completely incalculable and random. So I shouldn't have any idea what's about to happen unless we're in a simulation. This I mean, is part two of simulation theory. We found our way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm never for sure. Like that's what the outcome's going to be. But I've had that instance. Like I remember as a kid, my mom lived in Cooper Landing for a while mm-hmm. and she ran a bed and breakfast. And so like for fishing season, she'd be down there beginning of school. My dad would have us. Then she'd close down for winter, come home. Mm-hmm. And so it was like that few weeks where we didn't have my mom around. And I remember like walking home from school thinking like, I really wish I'd just turn this corner and my mom would be here. I really just want my mom today. And I was like fourth grade at the time. Yeah. And I rounded the corner and my mom was there. Like, and it was just weird because I was like, I thought it in existence. Yeah. It happened kind of thing. And same with like having my daughter. Like I told she was supposed to be born on Cinco de Mayo. And I kept I was scheduled for a C-section the end of April and I kept telling my husband I was like I feel like I'm not making it like this whole way she's just not gonna be born then that's not when and so the weekend of Easter I packed my hospital bag and I had everything ready I dropped it all in Eagle River because living in the valley we're having her in Anchorage I was like I just want everything ready because I'm not having this baby you know when she's supposed to come and then next day she was born I mean And my mom, she goes, it's, you're so far ahead of your due date. Like, you're fine. Yeah. And then she came five weeks, five days early. And I like, I just had that feeling I needed everything there. And then it happened. Like, yeah. so. It's interesting. It, it, that's what I'm saying is like, it's just interesting. Like, there's there's no way to, to say that that was just made up or that was something that could have happened. It's, you know, probable or whatever. Like. It's just a moment in time that there's no explanation for. And I think we're like in our society right now, we're all wrapped up in things constantly, keeping ourselves kind of blinded by stuff. Social media, we're not really looking at the big picture and taking time, slowing down. And I think one thing common among like Scott and myself is we're both like are trying to learn to disconnect from a lot of that, like the social norms. Like I just want to go hang out and play board games, be old school, like read books Um, as much from podcasting and doing this. I try not to look at my phone anymore. And so maybe we're just more open to stuff. I don't know. Not clouded by everything. I think it just, just goes back to there is a connection and we just are not able to make that connection all the time or understand it, but it's always connected. Yeah. And that's why it keeps going back. And whether it's a sleep paralysis or, you know, predicting the future or just having that connection to kind of predict the future, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's always there for us, but it's hard to be in the right minds, mind space yeah. to understand that or to use those experiences to our benefits. And it's probably just because we have a bunch of rules and you almost have to go against those rules to look at things like, you know, like we do, the freaky stuff. 
you have to go against the rules a little bit to take a look at it from all these different angles. Otherwise known as the fun stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. The fringe. Being on the fringe. That's right. So, yeah. Sorry, I know that that... It, again, with what you what what happened with you earlier is it there was a solid point that I was trying to reach, and I just took a long round. I was like, yeah, ah, we all scenic. tangented it off it. Let's check out the mountains. Yeah. So anyway, pulling us back Reeling into back. sleep paralysis, Heather. Do you want to go over that um, next portion there, or whatever? <laughs> so other folklore with sleep paralysis, um, Brazilian folklore is pisadiera. Described as a creature with long fingernails that lurks on people's rooftops during the night, comes into the person's home, and tramples on the chests of those who sleep. That sounds annoying. Yeah. No thanks. In uh, Catalonia, Spain, the tale of Pisanta, a black animal, often a dog or a cat, that invades people's homes, sits on their chests while they sleep, making it difficult to breathe and causing nightmares. Hmm. This one I find funny, and I'll tell you why after. Uh, in Newfoundland, Canada, the old hag that comes and sits on a sleeping person. That's, so yeah, that's the one. My uncle uh, is from Canada, and he's actually grown. He has REM sleep disorder, and mm. has had terrifying nightmares to where he's like, my aunt wakes up to him like punching, like and freaking out, and he's like punched holes in like the wall and like stuff. Night like yeah, but like. He'll believe like he's really in like a war or like one time he said like a bunch of gorillas were in his house and he was fighting them off and like he's in and but it's like he has a disorder with how he goes into REM sleep. Anyway, my dad's nickname for her aunt, but my mom's sister's always been the old hag. So that was funny. You know what? That's ironic. Yeah, old hag is a very endearing term, right? <laughs> but also, um, you should tell who did you say had that disorder? My uncle. You should tell him to. to there's a, a book by Mike Berbiglia. He's a mm-hmm. comedian called Sleepwalk with Me. Because he has something very similar to the point where his doctor actually was like, the only way that you're allowed to go to sleep is if you're in a sleeping bag with mittens on so that you can't get out of the sleeping bag. Because he did the same thing where it's like the the hypnagogic or hypnoganja or whatever the hell those. That hypnoganja makes <laughs> that, you sleep yeah. really good. Yeah, but no, like it's. it's like a disorder where you, it's like a waking thing where you feel like this is real, this is really happening and the world around yeah you know and so that's a really good book and he's hilarious the way he so it's sometimes it's just good to feel that people are like relatable like you can maybe on another you know sleep sleep a issue part yeah (laughs) two three we'll have carrie come on and tell him because he actually lives really close to us and oh uh, there you go yeah pretty fun guy but yeah it's definitely interesting so um you know actually grab me and this will lead into it i told you a story a little earlier the uh pasanta or p santa um, <laughs> the old piece, whole different genre of freaky deaky right there. But okay, I was telling Heather earlier that I've I've never experienced sleep paralysis. Right, I've had one person in my life who has, and that was my brother, rest his soul. He had one, and ironically, it was the night that we watched the documentary, The Nightmare. Like I was making everyone in my family watch this documentary so they could see exactly how fucked up my childhood was. You made me watch it, <laughs> yeah. and it was terrifying. So yeah. check it out. Uh, it was so bad to the point where, like, my mom actually texted me afterwards. She's like, I'm sorry that you felt like, you know, we didn't believe you and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, that's all right. Whatever. I'm old. I'm grown now. So we watched that movie. And then we, it was when we lived in Vegas in, our, in like, our own apartment. And so I went to my bedroom. He went to his. And I was in my bedroom. And, you know, probably, I don't know, like half hour later or whatever, my cat, who was laying on my bed, I was watching TV. She was laying on my bed. And she randomly just perks up and stares down at the door 
for like 30 seconds and then jumps off the bed and gets closer and is staring at the the like hole between the door and the floor and she starts growling and i'm like oh this is not the time like we just watched a scary ass shit do not do that and she was doing that for like a solid minute i finally like i was like jc knock that shit off and i finally convinced her to get away from the door or whatever and then about like five minutes later there's a knock on my door and i'm terrified i'm like okay shit please just be my brother and i open it up it is and he comes in he's like hey do you mind if like i hang out here for a couple minutes I'm like yeah what's wrong he's like well i was in my room and uh i had this weird thing happen he's like well please do tell and he told me that he was in there and as he was falling asleep he opened his eyes and he saw my cat walk into his room except my cat was like two to three times bigger than my cat actually is and uh he said he couldn't move and that she jumped up on the bed and like you know if there's any children listening please shut those ear holes because uh essentially my cat was trying to get <sighs> mm. you can just say the letter no i'll 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 you guys are you gonna drop it I'll like drop the it. i drop it every day anyway i know but, it's one okay. of my favorites the quote that my cat said verbally to my brother was do you want to fuck me and so my brother is looking at my cat like uh no <laughs> But she said it a few times, like in a weird seductive manner. And she's like jumping up and like crawling down his chest or whatever. And then he said he got like so panicked that he eventually just like broke out of it and she disappeared. And then he came and talked to me. But that was like the pretty much five minute area where I said that my cat jumped off my bed, was looking down at the door and was growing. Because like it was it possessed. Been. That's why something was in your cat because that's what if, terrifying. What if the cat was there to <laughs> like, save save your brother? And your brother just put these words into the cat's brain because that's just That's what... the last thing. If a cat <laughs> is on me, if a cat is on me, yeah. I never think it's going to utter. But the cat yeah. wasn't... If I want to get freaky with it, the I'm sorry. The spirit animal was on him. So there's something in the room that the cat is protecting him from. And he's sitting there like thinking the cat's talking dirty to him. And the cat's like, I'm trying to save your life here. <laughs> Snap Shut out up. of it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then all know. of a sudden he wakes up and everything goes yeah. back to normal, and the cat just like, "What a freaking idiot!" Yeah. Well, you that's, thought I yeah, wanted well, to do what? Like, yeah. not not on your life, pal. No. Yeah. but but the thing is, like, my brother was not one of those people that ever had experiences ever because every time I would go into his room, like, they honestly thought I was just a big crybaby or whatever. I was like, dude, honestly, I saw some shit. Like, You're like there, Scott again. Yeah, there was one time that he actually did. Like, I I went in his room. I was like, can I sleep in here? And he was like, it's like why? I'm like, uh, there's like a shadow of a person outside my window he's like what and he got up and he went in my room he's like there is a shadow of a person outside your window and he, just, he was like yeah just come sleep in my room like it was, and it was literally one room over like the person could have walked eight feet to the just right like and this, been like, like the next window. here i am yeah but outside Pops of that right he in. never he never saw anything like i was the only one in my family that had these crazy things that i was seeing so like i found it weird obviously the timing of that at, right after watching the movie the nightmare which has plenty of sleep paralysis stories in it he would experience sleep paralysis for the first time yeah, it was a interesting moment, but that's what that kind of pea Santa reminded me of. Old pea Santa. That's what old pea Santa reminded me of. Maybe it's pie Santa, and it's like a mathematical equation. Yeah, yeah. and just misspelled. Heather yeah. Heather misspelled it, no. So if anyone's from Spain, uh, feel free to yeah, call us. Yeah, right and, on it. And actually, yeah. while we're on the subject of shouting out countries. Ireland. Yeah, uh, shout out. I don't know, and here's the, here's the predicament I'm in right now. I don't know if we have let's say 16 listeners in Ireland, or if we have one listener that's listened to all of the episodes. <laughs> but, so whoever you are, if yeah. you're a single person or if we have 16 of you, yeah. we love you because- Please write in. Please. We'd love to hear it. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like write Anything. in, let us know where in Ireland you're located. And also, when uh, can we shoot visit? us <laughs> on top of that. But shoot us some some legends from, from your area because I really, like I'm, I don't know, 70% Irish. And I really would love to hear some like folklore and stuff. Like the Irish folklore is the best. And I want to hear someone that's from that area actually explain some of the stuff that they believe and some of the sightings and stuff they've had out there. Same. So please reach out to us via email or social media. And we actually have a fresh new email address. It is the gang at the freakydeaky.com. So that's us. Yeah. So that's yep. us. We are the gang. We are the gang. And we are also the freaky deaky. So yeah, Ireland listeners, please, please, please. Please, please, please send us an email. Yeah, because it was really, I was excited when I heard because yeah, it's the number two Same spot. thing, a good portion of my family's Irish and it would be really fun to hear yeah. from someone that listens. Usually, and- usually it's um like, you know, obviously in America we have the most listeners. Usually right after that, in most situations, you got Canada, right? But Canada is actually like number four. Ireland is number two behind the US in number of listeners and downloads. So whether it's one person or at least 12 people, I want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, after now it's all said and done. Shout outs over the end for now. Yeah. But there is a third story that Christian's about to dive into. So we will will wrap that back around to sleep paralysis. I'm preparing for it right now. Yeah. I can see it in his eyes. Sorry. You just put that bottle down as hard as you could, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) We're not recording audio or anything over here, Christian. Don't worry about it. I just wanted to have you find, have a place to. To know where the good stuff started? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Let's try to do it without the hand rubbing as well. I know it's a little chilly. You got those hand warmers? No, I'm not chilly. <laughs> I'm preparing. Oh, yeah. That is that like your nervous tick? Yeah. Okay. Mine is getting up and doing the chicken dance. So if you guys ever see me do that, number one, don't ask questions. The problem <laughs> number is two. you play that song while you're doing it. Yeah. And then we have to edit it that out. <laughs> Throws that everyone out. off. Okay, yeah, begin. (laughs) You're welcome. Getting everyone in the mood. That's why we didn't do it at your wedding. That's the reason. I I actually, like, I forbade it. I looked at China, and I was like, China, we're not 100% look in my eyes, not. I really wish I knew this. I really wish I knew this now. No. No. It was the one thing. I was like, I'm not looking like a jackass in front of everyone I know and love. Okay. I do that regularly, and I'm still not used to it. Instead, I did it with my speech. Girl. <laughs> I had a lot of fun at Scott's wedding. We'll leave it at that. It's different most of the time, but there's one recurring experience that happens to me, though, and it usually starts when I feel like my father or someone from my family is in the room with me, and I and when I realize they're not supposed to be there, and that something is wrong, and it's the moment I see this man with white skin and watery red eyes yell and jump on me and attack me. And he goes away when I start regaining movement and try to fight back. That was a difficult sentence. That was one sentence? Yeah. Well, he's not exactly, you know, Stephen King by any stretch of the imagination, but good story. There are times I feel a body in bed with me and think it's my dad or my mom. And then I just think how weird or absurd that is. And then realize why would they be there oh shit it's not them that that thing attacks me last week i was sleeping soundly and i thought my dad was there until i realized wait that makes no sense for him to be there shit i'm having sleep paralysis and then that man appears and starts hissing at me and shaking my arms 
And honestly, at this point, I'm more angry and annoyed than scared. So I angrily try to fight back. When I can't really move, and when I feel like I start regaining movement, he lunges back into the floor and cries, leave me alone. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You're the one fucking with me. You shake my arms. <laughs> You give me some weird stories. To I, read. I love it. I'm I like, love it every time. I'm like, thank one. you, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for giving that to Christian. It's funny, but I met this guy while having those weird out of my body experiences and not sleep paralysis. That said, my other experiences with sleep paralysis are usually me not being able to move with no hallucinations. But when I do, and the pale man is not in them, sometimes I see shadow people or I feel things walking on my bed and on top of me. This one time, it was an invisible dog growling at me. Or the whole room moving with my bed, tilting back and forth. It's weird. You found it. There you go. There's an, there's more. Yeah, you got another one <laughs> to work through. Your last paragraph here. You got this. The weirdest thing that happens to me sometimes, and I don't know if it's sleep paralysis, but I feel like I get up from bed and I'm going on my normal everyday life but then I realize I am still on my bed and I'm having a hard time trying to get up for real because that experience keeps repeating itself and this usually lasts for an hour. It's like sleeping awake. I feel like his sims got messed up in his simulation theory and he's stuck on like right. constant life mode. I feel like I just lost a little bit of sanity. Let like me... that, sto that story is like this, the image is coming constantly is this is like a nightmare in itself <laughs> yeah like never getting like sleep is an enjoyment in the yeah. evening you just want to like yeah you know, rest your body take a little few not be living again like yeah gotta start up and wake up and do this again it's, it's a no for me that would be horrible but the, i feel for that guy the episodes of sleep paralysis about this person um feeling like being like, oh, my dad's in the room with me. And then as soon as you realize it's not, this pale, watery, red-eyed humanoid jumps out and starts fucking with your arms and making you do the, the wavy arm. Like that. I just picture it's cartoonish the way I picture it. Yeah. The arms waving thing. Like mainly. those global figures, yeah. like over I know I picture the dance like, around, you know? I'm like, damn, that's a weird thing for some crazy pale, watery eyed demon to, to do, you know. And every time he thinks it's his dad, that <laughs> thing shows up. I'm like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Or when you fight back, it says, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. Right, come on, I'm man. Tired of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's freaky deaky. Yeah. No. <laughs> Intro music. No. Back at it. We're here. Welcome to simulation part two. Yeah. So, real quick, if you had to guess age and gender of the writer of that story, what, what would you put? Because I couldn't find either. I'm going to say male. 16 max. No way older than 16. Yeah, I think maybe because the dad's not supposed to be there. But the maybe dad's not like, supposed to be there in like the, like in the moment, like at night in your room hanging out. Yeah, that's creepy. That's how I took it. I'm going to go 16 to 21. Yeah. I just, when I see like, I saw Dunno, like D-U-N-N-O. -N -N -O, and I understand know, some like, adults write like that. But for the most part, you give that up I after hate AOL. It. I hate when uh, I get texts from adults like that. Like, No. Yeah. Spell love the right way. Dang it. Mm. Old school. What kind of text? I miss. Like if someone wrote don't know. Like I don't know. Don't know. Just. D-U-N-N-O. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Don't know. Just 
takes like two extra yeah. seconds of your life to type it out the right way. Every time someone says "dunno," I picture uh, like I, don't I know, picture the emoji with like their hands up. Yeah, picture a high schooler that is ignoring me asking them a question while they're looking at their phone. I don't know, just like twirling their hair. And shit. Yeah, that's the image that pops into my head. So whatever yeah, we're regressing because of we're going back to imagery and less words. Instagram. So our, emo- our emojis are actually making us regress. But they're so fun to add. I oh use the gosh. eye roll one like every day. Yeah. If you ask my husband, I apparently roll my eyes a lot at him. I say yeah. it's because, you know, he makes me roll my eyes. Yeah. 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 You have nothing to do with that. If he does something that makes yeah. your eyes roll. Oh, I, oh right? yeah. And then he's like, oh, there. How's your brain look, Heather? <laughs> every time. That's and a good line. I might take yeah. that. Thanks, Michael. Like he'll forget his lunch and yeah. I'll text him like I roll. Like, forgot lunch again. How's your brain? Yeah. I just always say it's perfect like always. That is a good line. That is, yeah. yeah. Michael, you're saving the day for several gentlemen here. Yeah. And for everyone all those listening. Wives that like yeah. to eye roll their husbands. Husbands, join in. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> I told it a secret. What's funny is that like all these guys are like, that is a good line. Hmm. Once yeah. a guy thinks that's a good line, it's gonna lead to trouble. Don't say that line. No. Because if a guy actually thinks it's a good line then there's nothing but trouble with that line. Exactly, which is sexist. And ladies, knock that shit off. We I have feelings it on too. <laughs> it's just we, we think we got these great ideas and they aren't as cool as we made them out to be. Say what line. you will, but you're mistaken. <laughs> you're wrong, okay? You're wrong. Don't worry, guys. I got your back, all right? And I'm going to be on front page of Twitter after this, but no, I'm just kidding. 14 people aren't going to get us there. Yeah. We're safe for now. And we're just happy that you listen at that point. I know. Honestly. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, they hate me enough to go front page But they Twitter. listen. Am I trending? Neato. Yeah, so super exciting. Anyway, back to sleep paralysis. Shall we discuss? You know, hmm. we've, we've heard a few stories. One, uh, one physical, one not as physical, I guess, and one just straight out creepy. Yeah. S- sleep paralysis is like the most believable thing in the world hmm. because it, it basically comes from your the, a natural process in your body that shuts down like movement when you're dreaming yeah and it makes perfect sense that that system is going to screw up from time to time because of the way humans are yeah and that that separation is not going to be instantaneous and it's going to create issues because either you're seeing stuff that's there that you can't see in the regular way of thinking yeah or you are hallucinating things because your brain isn't in its normal way of thinking. So either way, it's it's just this crazy, believable, perfectly acceptable phenomenon that I think happens. Yeah. And you don't even really need to argue what people see or if it's real, but the fact that there's a state of, your, a state of mind that is actually achievable every day that can take you into that spot. Yeah. Regardless of whether what you're seeing is actual people or just hallucinations of people based on maybe a shadow because your eyes are like yeah. still dreaming. You're not see when you're dreaming, you're not seeing with your eyes. So yeah. if your eyes are open and and there's like that's gonna screw up the system somehow. Yeah. You're not gonna see things properly or you're gonna see things that you normally can't see when you're you're looking 
norm, like a, in normal waking ways. Yeah. So if we were to, to look down that, that path of like, you know, our, our minds pretty much like paving the way for it and everything like that, or it not being there physically, how often would our hallucinations leave marks on our legs or handprints? Are you, would you, would you suggest then at that point that he in his sleep is grabbing his own ankle and like squeezing it super hard or leaving a mark? Like, like how, like in that story in particular, like when it gets physical, when it turns into a physical thing, cause I'm not saying that that's not possible ever, like that it is our minds and it's made up and like certain, certain stories you read, you're like, yeah, it does kind of seem off, you know? But like there is also a physical aspect to it. So so what would what would that be? Like there's stories of us having dreams and waking up with the marks mm. from that dream on our body. And it's I don't think you have to grab your ankle, but if you're if something grabs your ankle in the dream, you you could mentally change your body yeah. to reflect that mark. And I'm not sure there's science behind that story, but Yeah. There are stories of that happening in clinical settings. I mean, if you go back to Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, there's a scene about that where she gets attacked. Yeah. I think she's in a sleep study and she manifests those markings on herself. So that's a story that's been around hmm. because supposedly people have ended up in these situations with sleep paralysis and having physical harm. So either there's yeah. something physically harming them or they're able to produce those marks on their body just by having Thought. that dream or those thoughts or whatever, that experience. Not not the answer you want, but still miraculous. No, I mean, either it's, way. It, like, I, don't, I don't want any one specific answer. I want possibilities. I want explanations for what it could be. Like, you're on the skeptic side. By all means, say what from a skeptic's perspective could be explainable for this. Like I will stick to it's a real phenomenon or it's like something that is actually not just thought up or anything like that. But that's because that's where I'm, that's the lane I drive in. You know, that's, yeah. that's my bread and butter. So what, what about you, Heather? Where, where do you feel um, on that? I, I really want to hear from Will's perspective how like if this happened when he was younger. Because as far as I know from knowing Ken, this happened in adulthood. And like I said, I don't think he's someone that really just thinks this stuff into existence. Mm. And from what I've heard, it's quite terrifying. So I'd really like to see what he, his thought is because he does work in the medical field as well. So he's like a smart person. He's logical. He works in healthcare. Yeah. See what he kind of gets off from it because I don't, I feel like there's too many stories, too much to just be everyone's having this, like they heard about hot man, so now they're dreaming about him, you yeah. know? Because again, I feel like in our line when we're reading this constantly, just these creepy things, then I think. I, if I started hearing you suddenly being like, yeah, I keep seeing this or having these nightmares, like, okay, yeah. well, we're just reading a lot about it. You know, it's on our brain. I don't think, well, you know, thinks about sleep paralysis. It just happens. And it's not always frequent, like, but when it happens, it's terrifying. And yeah. Have you guys ever heard the, the theory? Um, and it's something that went around. I don't know if it was disproven or something, but I remember years ago, I heard that in, when you dream, it's always, people that you've seen right like or it's faces that you've seen and this and that right like is that that was that was something at some point i've heard that like before. your brain can't create a face or whatever and I, I used to think about that and i used to think about well if your brain can't create faces and it can't create things then what about the nightmares that we have what about like seeing these monsters or yeah or we've never seen those or, yeah. yeah like so 
like but if that was truly a case like well how does our brain just create that like a full full-fledged something that you didn't even read about before like just straight up monsters you know well especially for like in your case mm. um i'm sure like knowing your mom and meeting her like she wasn't she was probably the mom to censor what you viewed when you were oh, younger absolutely, yeah. and you've had all those nightmares from when you were kids so you're probably just watching like disney movies which yeah <laughs> they have some villains but like nothing to that level i mean yeah so how are you getting those nightmares you you weren't probably looking at things that were scary your mom probably censored yeah. what you were seeing and look full so how can you out of your head not really knowing about ghosts and things yeah. full um full disclosure too my mom is actually a dream interpreter mm. so you can send her dreams and she will be like this and she comes at it from a biblical standpoint obviously she's yeah. a christian woman but yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's on the money. You know, sometimes Next like, time yeah, I'm really be. gonna if I have one and like I remember it, I'm gonna write it out. I told China too, I was like, Yeah, if you have dreams really? and you're kinda yeah. like curious about what it could mean, like even if you don't want like the biblical side of it, just like what do people say that these things mean, then she's like, All right, I'll look into it and get back to you. That's cool. So that's really cool. Yeah. Didn't know that. I, I think some of these months I first off go back to the, the we can't make up faces. That doesn't that does not make sense to me. Yeah. Think about how, you, but I'm think I just was like scanning my brain, what like big you know memories or nightmares or anything I have. I don't remember ever having like a stranger's face in a yeah, or the one. or the faces of everyone you see in those dreams are people that you've either walked past or seen in real life, and your your subconscious is just using them as extras. Yeah, it's just crazy because like see, I think usually it's just family. Like I, but I don't think I think those your subconscious is filling in the holes, like. Most of the people in your dreams are not just one per person. Hmm. They're a multitude of people. It's just like the computer filling in the it data. Bits and pieces. Because you don't save all that data when you see it. Yeah. So it it's, I, I think the mind is perfectly capable of filling in that data with three or four people at one time. Yeah. And it just feels familiar. And then when you wake, you're going to remember it differently than how you were experiencing it. And I think yeah. that's why dreams and Something like sleep paralysis are so misunderstood because it's you can't figure this stuff out with just a catch-all, one yeah, catch-all thing. Yeah. Sure, it could be a natural process of the brain, but we don't even understand what that natural process is. So beyond yeah. our realm of understanding and what is going on and why it's going on, we're not yeah. even to that point. We're like yeah. infants in the study of sleeping for humans, even though... That's what we've done from the beginning of humans is yeah. sleep constantly. And we can't even understand that process. Yeah. We tell stories about it. We've explained dreams for thousands of years, but yeah. we're clueless. We don't understand that realm once we go into it. Yeah. And uh, Heather was talking about um, that, that book on like pretty much night oh. entities, right? Yeah. Nightmare land. So we're going to do an episode on that. Like if you want to give it like a, like just kind of, I mean, I know you didn't uh, me, read through it yet. But. So it's uh, Nightmare Land. It's about dream state and nightmare entities. I can't get it to pull up uh, on the internet right now for the author, but it sounded good. It's on Amazon if you look up Nightmare Land, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I, I think the, the dream world is, is fascinating, kind of like what you said. Like, it's fascinated us, but we've never truly understood anything about it, right? Like, there's so many different theories about there about what if there's people who think that you go into like a different dimension when you dream and you're like living a separate life and this, right. this and that, you know, all that stuff. Um, so, but there's also people that just believe that those, that dreams are nothing but your brain mm -hmm. storing data. Yeah. And staying active, like while you're asleep. Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of, but it's it's like apparently I didn't know there was a book on and you. How did you find that out? Um, from Belief Hole, uh, was talking with one of the guys from there, asking about book references. They've referenced a lot of good books in their podcast, so they just kind of reached out and was like, "Hey, any other great books that you have? New to the topic, you know?" Yeah, I just sometimes get tired of you know looking on our phones and all that for information. I'd rather yeah. just go old school and read about it in a book, but um. From a coast-to-coast AM insider, a mind-expanding exploration of sleep disorders and unusual dream states, the scientific explanations, and the paranormal possibilities. And it's by uh, Lex Lonehood Nover. Sounds but, reputable. Yeah, like Nightmare Land. <laughs> I've heard him speak. Really? Travels yeah. at the borders of sleep, dreams, and wakefulness. Uh, when she said um, coast to coast, I was like, maybe Christian's heard of this. Game. Yeah. Yeah, I have. We should have known when. That's so, cool. what are your thoughts on the, the book? book? Yeah. Do you think it'd be a. I think it'd be a good episode. I think it'd be I, dope I to really want to get it. Let's maybe I'll just do I, I that think, here in a minute. Quarter now. Yeah, I think it would be a, a, a fun ep- episode to do. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably still be the skeptic on it, but. Really? Classic. After all this time? Yeah. Reading all these stories on the wall, Christian. Yeah, because I these think- These are real <laughs> news articles. My eight okay. hours of hell with Bigfoot? You don't believe? No. I did Full disclosure, I did throw Weekly World News up here because those are hilarious titles and they're always weird. So for those wondering, <laughs> the studio walls that we got going on, Scott uh, works as, in graphic design and came up with these uh, off the wall, you know, on the fringe- articles and put them up on the walls and so it's like a montage of like we've got bigfoot and ufo and stuff about hillary clinton dog man <laughs> you know you name it it's on there and it's amazing and like i said we'll get pictures when we're done yeah picture charlie kelly's wall when he's at, looking into that conspiracy at the mail room and it's always sunny in philadelphia except all over the place it's any conspiracy nuts wall pretty much that is researching shit and then you add some cool purple and blue lighting and it's our sexy. logo and it's, it's yeah it is a really great i did yeah. i didn't know that scott could make a garage shop look so cool i didn't know either when i started i was like i'm gonna try and here we are yeah so stay tuned <laughs> we'll have pictures when we're yeah. officially and we've been taking them along the way so we'll walk you through a cool That's montage right. when we're done after. the big reveal yeah can you, can you have you guys thought about at some point if we start filming our podcast that's why i'm doing all this to, to make, make it look, it look yeah, yeah. It's but going to be at some point. Do you, you're like, oh, it's going to look cool. Do you know do what know. kind of pressure that's going to put on us? No. Because we're just going to be like, oh, I can't pick my nose now. Look, full disclosure, I wear sweatpants every episode. I'm in a hoodie. Like, that's why up. we, Scott, you need to put some merch of sweatpants up. So yeah. we can just have our free heaty heat, like our yeah. sweatsuits, like <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> some purple do. velvet. Like, do we look weird? Sure, but we don't make any noise. Yeah. yeah. We are comfortable AF. That's right. So, what if we're the only podcast that has its own designer jeans <laughs> that are comfortable to podcast in? Mm. Come on down to yeah. our store and get some freaky deaky velvet yeah. track pants yeah, with that. a matching top for an extra charge. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll, I'll never be able to wear that. Yeah. I'll just reach out to Calvin that was Klein my grandpa's style. He like straight up had like. Velour. track suits yeah and like velour like velvet he wore like gold rings bracelets like he looked like a mafia gangster Straight like drank that. his glass of wa- red wine every night and a martini to like <sighs> the day he died like that is your amazing. classic like yeah. you're that, like that's the life 
that is. That's the dream. Everyone you did. wants to He lived a you know, great life. Like, I would never wear the tracksuit. I would. <laughs> I'd wear something that everybody like, oh, that's just him. Yeah. Now, w- one day, I'll show you. China has seen it. You can ask my grandparents' house is the coolest place in Anchorage, Alaska ever. Like, yeah. it is. it looks like you walk in and it's like you went in a time warp and you're in the 70s. My grandma has kept, I don't know how she can do it, but she gets the same carpet like installed when she needs it, like cream shag throughout the house. (laughs) She's got these like velvet paintings of these like, they're like dog people crying, (laughs) like a tear down their face, really weird. And then a clown above her fireplace. Above her fireplace? I'm out for sure. Yeah. And like a gold, like gold (laughs) framed painting of her two poodles. She had like white (laughs) fluffy little toy poodles. And uh, they have a full bar down in their basement, like yeah. saloon suite indoors, full bar setup. It's the weirdest like house I've ever been it's in. It's like, like the old down. school, like, hey, hon, let's make a man cave, but it's not really a it man It was. Cave. They called it it's, the rec room. It's like our cave. It's just like, it, I guess it used to be the original garage. Yeah. <laughs> and they like added on and then made it like a room, but it's just a big open room, couches and a little office, a guest room, and then a bar off the end. And it's like fully stocked long bar. They've got bar stools in there. You just walk into it's like you walk into Cheers within your house. <laughs> it is yeah, the weirdest house. Like my grandma wants it like sold. No, no one like just basically demolish it because it's old and needs work yeah. done when she goes, and she doesn't want anyone like keeping onto it. But when that day goes, it it and it's actually a historic landmark if you look um, up Lazy K Ranch. In Alaska, in Anchorage, Alaska, and it pulls up because their house is like their property is known as a actual landmark in Anchorage. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So just a little Alaska trivia for you. There you go. If you're ever in the area. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, why are all these people showing up? At my <laughs> right. House? Thanks, Sorry. Heather. Put me on blast. No, my grandma's really cool. So she might throw you a cookie out the window or something. There you go. Kids are Pokemoning again. They're all around here. <laughs> She's so old school. She phone. still makes caramel apples and popcorn balls and hands them out for um, Halloween. That is indeed yeah. old school. She is really old school and like their houses. So nice. when you're ready, I'll show you the greatness <laughs> of my grandma's house. Yeah. So how do, you, how, how do you guys feel about sleep paralysis? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're all dreaming up of my grandma's yeah, house. Yeah, now that we know like the complete painted layout picture. Of it's grandma's really cool, life. though. Yeah. Um. I think it's definitely a you know something weird yeah. phenomena going on. Yeah, it's. A, I don't think it's your average, like, you know, persons. I think there's something what they weird deal with at night. On. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something and it's weird a natural on. phenomenon. Yeah. And all the stuff that's wow. that we see or experience is just us. Well, technically, all the paranormal stuff is natural stuff if it exists. Mm-hmm. So you would be right, but you're taking the you know what I'm saying. Skeptic don't round. Try, don't, don't try to like oh, min- oh. make my words mean what you yeah. are trying to make it mean. No, it's. I think, I think it makes more sense that you aren't seeing demons there. Yeah, unless they're your own demons, and you can take that and interpret it how you want. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you ask me, I actually on this particular topic, I believe it's a case to case basis. I think there are some people that you know have the the hypnagogic. Uh, hallucinations at night and it is in their head and it is hallucinations but when you get to the stories about people being dragged and there was several i only put one in here there were several i came across just in a couple hours of looking into stories when you get to those cases i think it could be something either you know 
physical in nature, spiritual, demonic, whatever you want to say, but but there's something that doesn't add up to it just being all in your mind. Well, I think when you have cases like you and your brother both experiencing something mm-hmm. like at the same time, like you seeing your cat and then him having that on the other end, like yeah. it's weird when more than one person, it always makes it more believable when someone else yeah. is like, that was weird. Yeah, I, I felt that too, you know? Yeah. So, so it could just be case by case. Yeah. It could be something yeah. where it's like sometimes it's real, sometimes it's not, but depending what kind of sleep state you were in, if yeah. you were tired, overworked. I mean, that, that's a, a tricky area because we're going into the brain, like one of those complicated, you know. Yeah. I think you should worry more about the cat story because I think the cat, like you guys are like, oh, the cat, we experienced the cat in our world, our dream world. I'm like, no, the cat dragged you into its world and you experienced the world for a second yeah. the way the cat experiences it. And that's why the cat was so offended when it went all like, uh, no, I'm not being a perv cat. I'm just like, you guys, I, I thought you guys were my favorite people. So come along. And now you guys yeah. are acting all weird. You'll n- you never get to experience it. Why do you have to be so sexual, me. Scott? No. <laughs> First of all, wasn't me. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, it was my brother that was propositioned to have sex with my cat. Scott's like, then we had a long discussion about if he had a cat fetish or not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you know what's like, sad, what's with though, you? Yeah. Is I think that is like, that's not surprising that your brother thought that because that's just our human way of thinking. That's one of the first things we would yeah. think an animal would think about because that's all we think about for the most part or yeah. all we experience in this but world. Let me Let me walk through it. From what you're saying, you're saying that my cat, we are in two separate rooms. My cat is in my room with me. My brother and the ghost succubus cat is in his room. Um, What you're saying is my cat was on my bed, jumped off, looked at the door and projected herself into his bedroom and was saying, hey, I'm trying to save you. But he said, the cat wants to fuck me. Uh, you're, you're saying, you're saying that's the, the, that's more believable than my cat sensing something evil in our apartment at the same time that something evil was happening to my brother. Let's give, I'm going to the- go from that, that picture you painted, like ding, 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 like yeah. the second option because <laughs> that cat is like, got some Jedi. Sense, Cats in general like, yeah. are very susceptible. Right. But like, we're so busy thinking that their experience in the world on our level. Yeah. Your cat just took you on a on a spiritual journey yeah which <laughs> you which is so well known for my cat to which do. i'm saying <laughs> this isn't the first time we've heard about your cat on this yeah. podcast yeah. so <laughs> my, my cat was also journey. yeah vis- well several cats i've spoiler yeah, I alert like, he's cat a cat guy, guy. <laughs> yeah but no, several cats that I've owned have witnessed the same things that I witnessed. So you're saying that my cats are paranormal entities or that I'm being no, sucked into the world that they see. No, your cat is able to experience the world in a different way than us because of how they see and experience the world. Yeah. And what your cat was able to do as being because <laughs> your cat was close to you is like, come, come, come to my spiritual come world. Come see the terror. Yes. But because of the way they experience the world your brother saw it differently. So your brother interpreted this whole dream in a way that makes sense to human mind. Yeah. But the cat's like, no, man, I just wanted you to wanted to show you the pretty colors in my realm and why yeah. we are able to use a litter box when the rest of you guys just want to walk around and Poop pee in, in the, the trees yeah. and stuff like that. And we We can be in a litter box and be perfectly happy and you're fucking... Man's best friend comes and wants to eat the poop every awesome. time, and you guys think that 
dogs are better than cats. Let me go hang out with Scott. He likes cats. Did you do that? See? See? See something's going on in here. The lights just changed yeah. colors Jesus. for a minute. No. That that right there. <laughs> right no. when right when Christian was finishing his story, the lights blipped behind him yeah. a different color. They're blue. They went purple, and then they went back to blue. Which yeah, interesting says in my something's freaky way, in here. Yeah. It's Christian not just Christian's right. brain. <laughs> Pay attention to Christian. It's or it like said, ding, ding, ding. or it turned off the lights so that you would stop talking. It was like, <laughs> it was oh, like this is over. Off here, end end the tangent over, yeah. done. No. Look, the cats are like, shut up! You just told them about our Roman. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying of the two options presented, I think the spooky one is a little more. Uh, like this isn't Aladdin. Okay, like the cat's not on a carpet, like a whole new, you know, it's literally just like growling at a door. <laughs> That's what was happening. No other emotion. I snapped her Nothing out of it. Nothing was spiritual about it. Yeah, like it was literally just, oh shit, something's wrong here. Nothing was spiritual to you, but cats have been known for centuries. Yeah, absolutely. To protect humans mm. in times of need. Yeah. Yeah. So this I don't know about that. My cat got lost and hid in a tire for two days, helpless. Like until not all cats. We finally could get him. He's so helpless, like only not protected. S- only some cats get the consciousness. I'm like, this is what you do? You go to the next house over and hide a tire Classic. for two days? Come on. Not protective. False. Yeah. Not Dogs, all though. Like the dog I'm hearing right now in the background of. I kind of hear it, that. I guess. Do you guys hear it? Right in at, no. <laughs> you know, Scott's but, editing doesn't cut it out, then uh, we're done but, for. But then we think dogs are like this big protective species, and they're so dumb sometimes. Sometimes, most of the time. But they, but the other yeah. times they look at you and you're like, I get me. Yeah. But you're like, am I just anthropomorphizing? Please edit that. Tell me what words you were trying to say. Anthro... Amorphizing, where you make animals have like human traits. It's like a natural thing we do. Rocky 100% has human traits, and I will fight anyone. You, you guys could have say seen that it. she's anthropomorphic. Yeah, that's what I am. That's why no, we, uh, That's why humans don't like like snakes and lizards because they can't. Oh, be- I 100% want a bearded dragon. I don't think it's going to be as cool as a dog, but. Man. Yeah, she's just proving you wrong left and right. Gonna get one, <laughs> but Rocky will still be like. That's a gecko, an iguana. Oh, I know. Like I'm it'll... saying, yeah, it would be hey, terrifying. Hey, guys. <clears throat> but let's cut the lizard talk here. <laughs> Save it if, for the, you know, lizard people I, episode. I have, we have been that. trying to close this episode out for 20 minutes. You can cut that. 20... No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Welcome to sleep paralysis, lizards, and weird being able to tell the future. It's, uh, it's all here. <laughs> it's been an episode, yeah. so... So how do you feel about sleep paralysis? Everyone has commented here and no need for any further comment here. Uh, Write us. Yeah. Send us send us an email. We have a, a fresh new website. I should probably touch on that. Um, at least by the time this episode comes out, it'll be up and fully functional. Uh, and on that website, you will find some merch. We're going to have some merch options. Uh, the, anything garment related is 
made to order because we ain't that loaded. Yeah. For the old people, it's merchandise. Yeah. And it's cool. swag. There's a lot of cool uh, t-shirts, hoodies. We're going to have some stickers uh, up Some there. sweet sticker bundles we'll have. Yeah. Um, I designed it all myself. Yeah, you no, sure I'm did. just joking. Scott, uh, Scott really uh, did. That. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's our graphic design. Yeah. He does all the design work. I, I uh, handle all the fun stuff. He does all the editing. He's I, just, yeah, some, great all around. Yeah, some say that he is a genius, but not myself. No. But um, rocking the merch. Yeah, um, and it's it's at the website itself is thefreakydeaky.com. And with that, instead of the old email, which we've been saying for the last 16 episodes, 17 episodes, 18, whatever it's been now. For um, all two of you that have emailed yeah, us, it'll yeah, all change. all two of you, thank you for that. Um, Next time you send in, it's the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. And the website itself is thefreakydeaky.com. So socials are the same. You got yep. f- Facebook with the Freaky Deaky Podcast. Yep. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok are all at Freaky Deaky Pod. Uh, so, so let's it, actually, Wait, since we did all that, I think Natalie from Idaho should send us a story of sleep paralysis or just any kind of story to one of those places you just mentioned. There you go. To the gang. Yeah, yeah to the gang. Well, if any of our uh, listeners have had a, you know, they've experienced sleep yeah. paralysis you know shout Please. out we'd like to hear your experience what your thoughts are from your experience and yeah all around us here out so and uh to, to close this out make sure that you check out next week when we actually sit down with will and hear some our of his first speaker yeah, yeah some of his personal experiences because i have a just a hunch that they are going to be a doozy and i am super excited to have someone on that has experienced some crazy stuff so in the meantime shoot us your stories Shoot us your theories, what you think about sleep paralysis. If you've experienced it, let us know. We're all here. Keep it freaky. Deaky. Hashtag. Okay. Hashtag keep freaky it, deaky. Keep it freaky. Welcome to Freak Nation. That's how I'm going to start episodes from now on. You'll find out in the next one. And goodbye. Sleep paralysis. Over. Done. You were trying to close it up. We got into a